What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Productivity Lovers Podcast. I'm Chris Gra. And I am Deb Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. How are you doing, Deb? I feel like I haven't seen you in a few days. A few days, a few, a few months. <laughs> <laughs> a few months in person, a few months. But yeah, a few weeks because I, I traveled since mm-hmm. the last time we talked. I am now back. Yeah. And trying to catch up. But I was traveling. You know, it was really fine. It wasn't any different than I recall. I have not been on an airplane in probably the 18 months that we've been sort of all sequestered in our homes. Yeah. The only difference for me was that I was wearing a mask. Mm, Yeah. I still went and got some Starbucks coffee at the airport. (laughs) I still grabbed my water. You know, I still did all of those things, but I was navigating with a mask and, you know, like lifting it up and pulling it back down and yeah, that kind of thing. I still got to the airport the same amount of time I would normally. Two hours you know, in advance. Well, hour and a half. <laughs> well, enough. Hour and a half. I took it. Yeah. So it was fine. The, you know, airline was fine. People on the plane were fine. Nobody did anything eventful. So it well, was that's good. nice. It's nice to be traveling with cooperative people. Indeed. So it was really fine. You know, the flight was not really full. So that may have been a little bit of a difference. It was, you know, probably half full. So we were all spread out, which was kind of, kind of good for me. Coming and going was the same. So no difference, really. No difference. Which is, I think, a good thing. You know, I think in the beginning, people were probably super nervous. Everybody did wear their masks. So it was fine. Yeah. I'm glad you got to experience a plane in a pandemic. <laughs> or at I the, know. I like it to was, say we're at the tail end of the pandemic. I would like to think that we are. Yeah. I would like to think that we are coming out of it better, stronger, happier. Perhaps I am <clears throat> glossing over <laughs> some of the craziness, but I would like to think of it in a in a positive way that we are we've we've made it. We've made yeah. it this far. It is not the subject of our podcast today, but I think in the next few weeks, I like to talk about something that I've noticed people talking about quite a bit lately. And that is like going back to routines and being productive, like they used to be quotation marks before the pandemic, right? Because I feel like, I feel like everybody's routines has been completely destroyed. (laughs) Some of it was in a good way. Some of it was in a bad way. Yeah. And now I feel like everybody's trying to like cram all of these habits and routines they used to have, and it's like not working. So I'm experiencing a lot of people's frustration. So maybe next time we can talk about that. Yes, I like it. I like it. I like it. So what are we talking about today? Well, I think today we had talking about what is it like to stay productive when the world around you is like challenging your positivity or po- yes. or like challenging your energy or requiring yes. things of you and your brain. And some of it can be in a short-term basis, right? 
Like, I think yeah. you and I started this conversation uh, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it. You were having a really bad day. I was. And you and I were supposed to report a podcast. And when we came to the call, I just sensed this energy about you that I was like, well, that's not like, we're not going to be productive today. <laughs> so how yeah. do you, you know, that was, we have enough flexibility where we could show up and say like, okay, well, today's not a good day. You know, let's do it another day. But sometimes when you are at work and you have to perform and yes. you don't have the space to uh, deal with your energies differently. How do people stay productive is yeah. kind of like the, I think that's the subject of today. So, yes, yes, it is. And I do recall that time. I think at the time we called it the, the poopy plumber episode. <laughs> it was the poopy plumber day. And I was trying it to was. add some, I was trying to add some humor to your day because you're so you had been so impacted by this person's behavior. And I, I just felt funny to call him the poopy plumber. <laughs> so you're right. And it <laughs> made call me this episode the poopy plumber. <laughs> well, and it did involve a plumber. So tell and us a story. What happened that day? So as everyone knows, I have been renovating my kitchen and a plumber showed up to do some work. And he had showed up previously and was unable to do that work because the carpenter needed to do something. So he couldn't complete his work, but he helped us in other ways. And he was actually quite, quite nice. So when it was time to actually do the right thing, I called and I said, could we have that same person come back? And he did, except he came back with a massive chip on his shoulder, or perhaps he woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or maybe he just didn't feel like working that day. Whatever it was, he came with major attitude and he directed it towards yours truly, me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was taken aback because it was not the same person that I had seen previously. Yeah. And I was shocked. And I make a point of being kind you to everyone, yeah. no matter who you are in life, you know, what you see is what you get, no matter who you are. I am just kind to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I was not mm -hmm. anticipating that he mm -hmm. would have used the tone of voice that he used yeah, or the actual words that he used. And I was really angry and I was upset to the point where, you know, you know, when you get really upset that you start crying, that, mm -hmm. that was me. Yeah. That was me that day. And so you graciously let me share all of that. You're like, what's going on with you today? <laughs> and it all just came pouring out. And so we did call him the poopy plumber because he was kind of being a little bit poopy, right? He was poopy to you. He was, he was. But as a result of that, we didn't record that day. We had a good conversation and I needed that conversation, but we didn't do the thing that we had on the to-do list, which was to record an episode. Yeah. We, you know, we spent a couple of hours talking about how this one interaction with the person had been so impactful to you yeah. that day. And, and it felt like a good way of using our time, right? Because you were just so, you had been, like, you were emotionally distraught from this I, I interaction really with them. Yeah, you were. You were emotionally distraught from your interaction with them. And but I think it was much, much more than just him. I think, you know, as I look back, and I watched the episode again recently, because I wasn't sure if maybe I wanted to share it publicly. And I'm like, let me, let me check it. Let me see. So you're listening. We did record that whole conversation. We did. The two of us. Yeah. Right. That's it what she's talking us. about. Yeah. Correct. So I watched it and 
I recognize that, you know, there's a certain level of stress that one feels when one is embarking on any project, Mm -hmm. especially a renovation where things are in upheaval, they were stable, then they become, you know, sort of, they get out of place. Things go kind of haywire. Things don't look the same. Nothing is in the same spot that they normally are. And Mm -hmm. so I recognize that a lot of that probably was what I was feeling. And so his demeanor, his language, his tone of voice, just his whole affect was another layer of that. And that probably was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, mind you, I didn't get angry with him. I sort of kept, kept the reins, right? I I stayed in control. You kept it professional. I kept it professional, but I didn't accomplish what I set out to accomplish. And it made me think, well, you know, there are going to be times when you don't have a choice, whether you work for someone else or Mm -hmm. you're your own boss, so to speak, you have things to do. And whether your emotions are high because you're happy or low or high, I guess, because you're not feeling great because you're angry or sad, things still need to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do we navigate that? How do we get through it? How do we acknowledge how we're feeling and then actually move the needle forward? Like just push, 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 push and go forward. So that actually just like, I just had a memory as you were speaking about that of like a time when that happened to me, you know, I was like, I was in my late twenties and I worked for a very large company. Okay. Let's not, we won't name them. And yeah. while and while working for that company, I had applied for like the next position, right? That was like okay. a, it was like a, the next thing I should have gone into. Yeah. And they did not give me that job. Ooh. And so as a curious person, I went into my manager's office and I said, I said, I'm just really curious. Like, why would you give that job to the person that got hired? Yeah. She did not have any experience. She was like brand new out of college. And my manager was actually very kind to me. And she just said, she said, we gave her the job because she she had a college degree. And at the time I had only a half college degree. And I remember just like the anger and the sadness and the pain and the like frustration that just came over me. And I, you know, I politely thanked her and then I left her office and then it was like, I didn't even go back to my desk. I like, I went on this really long walk. And at the time I lived in Seattle, I remember like wearing high heels and just like, you know, trudging up the hills in Seattle, like just trying to burn off that, you know, poopy plumber energy. Yeah. And and I was like, it was so hard. And I remember walking for like an hour. I had blisters and just oh wow. Finally like feeling calm enough that I felt like I could go back into my office and do some work. But the rest of the afternoon was like wasted. I don't think I was productive at all. So so I think the I think the thing to acknowledge here first is that like whenever we are in those situations, it is pointless to try to make your brain be productive, mm. right? So yeah. I love what you said about acknowledging that there is all of this energy surrounding you yes. around what's happened and just give it space, which is what you and I did that day. We like did. we basically just talked about it. And I feel that at the end, you were like, okay, I feel a little yeah. bit better. And I was able and, to get it out. I think it yeah. helped that I was talking to someone. So yeah. the physical activity of speaking, but also speaking mm-hmm. to someone that I trust, 
and that I like and who could appreciate how I was feeling. You know, it wasn't like you were saying, oh, Deb, you should just do this or just do that. It was like, well, tell me how how that made you feel. Mm -hmm. So it was really a good experience. And I think if you probably then when you were 20 had someone to talk to and kind of get it out, although walking, in your case, hiking up a hill in high heels, (laughs) probably is a good activity to kind of get some of that negative energy out. I'm curious if that 20-year-old now, however, however old you are presently, were to experience that same thing, how would you deal with it differently? Do you think there are different things you would do to you know, that's get a, yourself to work? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because I think like my, you know, my 20 some year old already knew how like how I dissipate that level mm-hmm. of energy. And I think my, you know, I think everybody that knows me would say I'm a half, you know, a half glass full kind of person. Yeah. So like, I tend to like live on the positive end of things and try to look at the bright side and try to understand how I can learn. And so I think body movement is the best way for me to dissipate these things when things don't go. I am a planner. However, I'm not (laughs) extreme, right? I feel like, I feel like I have enough space in myself to accommodate for like changes when they need to, like I plan my productive day regularly, but when things get thrown off, like I remember when I first started a business, like I would get so angry when things didn't go as I planned. (laughs) I would feel like my whole day was like wasted and it was just this big emotion about it. And now I'm like, oh, okay, let's readjust and change and let's just go with the flow. But body movement has always been a big way for me to like deal with my you know, with when things change unexpectedly to deal with emotions at one point, yeah. I used to run to like cope with anxiety, right? Because okay. it, it okay. just felt to me, it always feels to me like expanding energy in my body helps me recenter myself. And you and I have in the past talked about like meditation and how yes. does that impact productivity? You meditate quite a bit. I feel like I fell off the meditation wagon <laughs> when the pandemic started. And, you know, maybe, maybe next, uh, when we talk about like routines that have been completely, yeah. you know, decimated and haven't been able to get back to it. My meditation is one of them. And you and I have already talked about strategies and I just can't seem to like find yeah. a good groove for it. But movement of the body to me seems to be a really good way for me to dissipate that energy and then recenter myself so then I can yes. go back to work and do some of my work. So what other tips do you have besides like talking and maybe walking that you think would be useful yeah. for people? Definitely talking and walking because I, I did that the day that I interacted yeah. with the poopy plumber. So yes, I also tried to find other people who had the right, the energy I was looking for. So the carpenters were here and so was the electrician and the carpenters and the electrician had come with a very different vibe. They had completely different vibes that day. And so I found myself talking to them more. Mm-hmm. And I also was interested in what they were doing. And I was complimenting them when I thought when I solved a problem, I was very thankful. And I found that when I was reaching for my, my thankful vibe and my gratitude, my space of gratitude, that it, it just pushed away a lot of the negativity. Mm-hmm. as well. And like you being a planner, I like getting stuff out of my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just started opened up Basecamp because that's where all of my project related things are. 
for this renovation. And I went in and I went through and I just started looking through all the things that I could do physically. Like, what was it? What is it that I could affect change? So, because then it puts me in some kind of action mode mm-hmm. where I'm not just sitting saying, oh, I feel horrible. He spoke to me in a way that wasn't nice. And I was, wasn't wallowing in that space because I was now occupying my brain with action and activity that would move my project forward. So I tried to channel the energy away from negativity into doing of something that would get the renovation even closer to completion. Mm-hmm. So getting it out of your head, making a list, even if it's just a list of one or two things, it's just a way of moving it forward. I also rearrange things when I feel, you know, uncomfortable or upset. I will My mom does room. that. <laughs> I will move things around. I will also clean. I'll break out the spray bottle and the cleaning cloth and start cleaning things because mm. it just, it's very cathartic for me in particular. I know people don't always like to clean, but I'm one of those crazy people that does. And it just helps me to, if I can control my space and how the space looks and feels, then it gives me a sense of control, inward control as well. So I look for those kinds of activities. So organizing and cleaning are definitely a part of that. So I, on that day, I think I also did a fair amount of that. There's lots to organize around here. So it wasn't that hard to do, but I think just being able to tap into who you are and who you know, uh, who you know yourself to be and what works for you is usually a good thing. So this is probably a nice time to start thinking through like, okay, what are some things I've done in the past or that others have even suggested that might help me to recenter so that I can be productive because I didn't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. That just wasn't, that wasn't part of my plan. And I, there were things that needed to be done. So whether it is a happy occasion where maybe you're planning a wedding or there's a baby, a new baby coming and you're excited about that. And that excitement, it's pulling you away from work or something not so nice has happened and it's pulling you away from work. We have to find those strategies and those tactics that will help us still enjoy the good stuff or push away the negative stuff and at least get one thing, a priority thing moving forward. You know what I love? It's I think what came up for me when you're saying all of that is like in therapy, my therapist would always say, when your reptilian brain takes yes. over, right? Which is like your flight, fight, fight, fight or, fight or flight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> fight or flight, <laughs> freeze mode. It's okay. like your brain can't think logically about what to do, though, right? Because you're in survivor mode. And like yes. the way you cope with it is you calm yourself by cleaning and organizing. And okay. to be completely honest, that's what I do too. Yes. I, my brain is like, it's like scanning the vi- the environment for some messy area. And it's like, and it beams itself in a pile. And like, like there oh, I go. Right there. And you just, and like, it's like a magnet. It pulls you. Mm-hmm. It poos. And then you like start sorting and organizing yes. and creating, creating a sense of, uh, I know you people out there are thinking you guys You're are crazy. nuts, but <laughs> I think, I think the truth is, is that what I was trying to say is my therapist would always say like, have a list of these things. that are just really yeah coping things that you can do in time of distress that helps you reset your body back to normal. And, you know, it's clear that our reset is like in the cleaning or organizing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like body movement. 
Absolutely. Uh, and then it would probably be like meditating, right? So those would be my top four yeah. things before I could get like deconstructive and start like eating candy from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> right? So my brain goes to the like the top four things that are just kind of, if you think about it there, I would consider them to be healthy ways to deal with my stress, yeah. my anxiety that then can let me reset and go back to work and still be productive. So I'm wondering, I think the suggestion I'm making here is if you don't already have a list like that, make one. Uh, and if you find yourself in a high stress situation all the time where you're constantly having these, you know, poopy, you know, poopy plumber moments where you're like getting distracted yes. and like your whole day is upended by emotions. What does your list look like? Yeah, no, I definitely cleaning and organizing will, would be at the top of my list, but I would encourage everybody listening or watching if you're checking us out on YouTube to, you know, spend some time with yourself, you know, five, 10 minutes to kind of figure out what is it that can help you to just get back to baseline, just not, not happy, not sad, just normal, average, everyday you so that you can get on with the rest of your day. What are those things? What do they look like? And maybe it is just, you know, walking outside and taking a deep breath. Maybe it's looking at your plants. Maybe it's talking to your dog or your parrot or your fish. And if you don't have any of those things, maybe it's just that green break. You know, maybe you call a friend. Maybe you start jumping around and dancing. You do some jumping jacks. Maybe it really is jumping on a treadmill. I like that. Right? It could be dancing. Could be I do a lot of dancing. <laughs> I don't do enough dancing. I didn't I'm just really close good. that, but here's the part <laughs> like where I throw in some tidbit about myself. I dance in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> okay. You got to send me a picture or a video of that one. <laughs> that is like what happens in Vegas, stay in Vegas stay in kind Vegas. of situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, the, the whole point of this episode was emotions come and go and you can't yeah. argue with emotions. You know, no. even if you're being irrational, emotions are emotions. They were how you feel. So yes, acknowledge them. Don't shove them under the carpet, but also don't sit with them forever. Don't sit mm -hmm. with them the whole day, yeah. right? Ruminate. You know, don't, yeah, don't perseverate. Find a way forward, even if it's just a tiny step, one inch forward. What is it that's going to get you from how you're feeling to feeling better, mm -hmm. right? So it could be small, it could be big, and every day serves up a different you know, set of experiences. So, you know, have a bag of tricks. So I love your idea of having a list because when you are also high on emotions, you may not remember some of the things that might. That is for sure. You, yeah. Right. So and having a list posted would help. Yeah, for sure. And I think in my work with, you know, with adults that have ADHD, I think yeah. people get really stuck on those emotions, which then prevents them from like, okay. you know, going back to like doing any sort of work afterwards. And I love the idea of like having this bag of tricks that then you can pull yeah. out. And, and if you never thought about this before, maybe like today we brought some awareness to what it, yeah. to just the fact that there are extreme emotions outside of us from people, from our bosses, from our family, from our kids, from our friends that like, we have to hold the space for it. And that has a significant impact on our productivity. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself 
<laughs> and I didn't think about, I'm going to add dancing to my list of like my top five oh, things that, that I go to, because I think like, as I was saying it, dancing just brought happiness to my, yeah, to my body as I thought just, about it. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh yeah, there's dancing. Yeah. So, so putting on music, even if you're not going to dance, right? Yeah. Throwing on some really music that makes you really happy or that can change your mood. I do want to say another shout out or say yes to meditating mm-hmm. uh, and sort of getting yourself back to baseline. So you can make a cocktail of these things, right? Mix and match them, do them in a sequence or do them randomly, but really have that set of tools that you can rely on so that no matter what emotion you're feeling, you can still be yourself, be authentic and be productive. I like it. Me too. (laughs) Awesome. I think we're moving on. We are. And we, when we started a podcast, we asked people to submit questions and yeah. we are sorry. We totally forgot about that. <laughs> you guys, so sorry. Until recently, we were just like, didn't people submit questions? They so did. we're going to answer one of them today. Yes, we are. And so I have my little prop. So you can't see this unless you're watching the YouTube video, but I've got a little magic wand here it's purple with lots of sparkles and the question came from Edie and her question is can you magically make me more productive so we brought out the magic wand because we want to be able to help Edie do that yes right yes well Edie thank you so much for sending your question and we know that you don't mean magically in the real sense of magic. But I think what came up for me when I heard that question, Deb, is that to me, like whenever anything feels overwhelming, I think it's too big. Yes. Like whenever I see a project and I think like, oh, I can't do this. It's because it's too big, right? And then I think like, how can I break this this down into parts? And then I look at that one of the parts, however many parts it has. And then I was like, okay, can I tackle this project? And then if I think it's like, oh, it's too big, it's because it's too big, right? Then I, I keep breaking things down into smaller tasks until I find a way that I can actually accomplish that task. Yeah. So the, the thing about being magically productive, I think it's a multiple components for me. One okay is finding the right time and the right energy, right? I think we have in the past talked about chronotypes and body clocks and being productive and figuring out when are you supposed to be more productive. And I think it's really important to understand that because we no longer live in a time when like people are productive from nine to five. That is like a thing of the past, even before the pandemic. And then two is like, if you're not being productive, are the things on your list too big? Like, yes. can you break them down further and break them down into manageable projects? So then you can feel a little bit more productive. So that's my take on the magic wand question. You know, I think I'm going to tie it back to what we've been talking about, where it's that motivation to do things when you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Because so earlier we talked about not having the motivation because you're high on some kind of energy, whether it's, you know, really happy or not so happy. And sometimes the motivation is not there and you don't feel like you can get things done. So I like just saying, hey, much like you breaking your task down into smaller parts, I would say just grab a timer, set it for five minutes and do whatever you can do in those five minutes, go, 
go. Just do it in five minutes. When the timer goes off, stop. And if you still have motivation then and you want to do more, set it again for another five minutes and go again. And when it goes off, reassess. How do I feel? Do I feel like I have another five minutes in me? I mean, if you can do three rounds of five minutes, you've done 15 minutes. That's crazy. Right? Can you believe that? 15 minutes. And those 15 minutes, so if you did 15 minutes every week and then you, you add those weeks up, you come up with some a good number of minutes of you taking action. So sometimes the magic wand is not so much a magic wand. It's just a simple tool mm-hmm. or a strategy to sort of persuade yourself that number one, you are a productive person. So you, you might start with today, I'm going to be very productive. And maybe you say that out loud. Maybe you find an affirmation that says, you know what? I am going to do it today. I'm going to work on my top three priorities there, my top one thing today, and I'm going to do it in 10 minutes. I'm going to do it at 9 a.m. with my coffee in hand after I've taken my walk, done my meditation or my yoga, and I'm going to attack it that way. So I think sometimes the affirmation and then giving yourself permission to just do five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just don't try bit. to be a perfectionist. Just five minutes. Trust me. I know about being a perfectionist. <laughs> I am a recovering perfectionist. I know about that. Yeah. So yes, just a couple minutes can get the momentum moving in the right direction. So there you go, Edie. Boop. Edie, thank you so much for asking the questions. Everybody else, thank you so much for you know listening to another podcast. If you do have a question, where do they go, Deb? If they have a question, they can find us everywhere on social media, but they should probably go to our Facebook page because there pinned to the top of the page is a link to a Google survey where you can submit your question. You can submit it multiple times, by the way. So if you have more than one question, have at it. Feel free. Awesome. We look forward to answering your questions and we look forward to another podcast. It was nice seeing you, Deb. Uh, As always, I love seeing you. I love seeing you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.